here today. I want you to know that you're welcome and uh, come back anytime you have a chance. And if you're from our area and you're here today just uh, uh, looking around and our guests, thank you for coming. I want you to know that you're always welcome. Glad that you're here and a part of our assembly uh, today. Going to be talking about today something that nobody ever has to deal with, and that is how to do right when you're done wrong. How to do right when you're done wrong. Now, a lot of things i got to talk about today, but first of all, I just want you to think about this idea for a second. Have you ever noticed how the Bible and God's words, especially as Christ is teaching his disciples and the words that he says, that he just really makes it tough for me to live like Rick wants to? I mean, the things that he says and the way that he presents it, it's just like, you know what, you need to change the way you are. And I've noticed, I was reading, that there's a lot of things, especially in that New Testament, that just go against, go, go against my human grain, okay? Now, this morning, I'm going to talk about some verses, and I've got a whole bunch of them. So, if you would like this morning to grab your Bible or whatever device you had, you can look your Bible up on, because a lot of these that I'm going to look up, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have time to look at a lot of the context there, so I'm just going to encourage you, you can look at it, you can write it down and look it up later, whatever you need to do, but there's some things that Jesus says that are just very, very challenging, things that just, just push me beyond my limit, okay? Here's some, and let's just start with this one. This is in Romans chapter 12, verse 20, 17 through 20, as Paul says this, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Well, there goes half my day. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but this is be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody, and if it is possible, at least as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That'd take up pretty well my whole time right there, if I just did that part, right? As far as it depends on you, you live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. It's written, and by the way, it is written. You can look, you can look it up. It is mine to avenge. I will pay, says the Lord. And then he says, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, what do you do? Yeah, you feed him. If he's thirsty, you give him something to drink. Now, he says, in, in this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, the amazing thing is, is that Jesus has asked us, and here Paul is through the inspiration of our Lord telling us, you guys need to think about other people. And when you've been done wrong, when someone has done something to you, if you have an enemy and he's hungry, you feed him. If he's thirsty, you give him something to drink. If people want to be hateful and they want to fight and they want to cause problems, you, at least as far as it depends on you, you live at peace with them. Oh, please. Our Lord is asking us to go against our normal reaction. We're supposed to do things differently than we, I say we, I don't want to lump y'all in. Maybe you wouldn't be this way, but I know the way I'd be. People treat me bad. People do things to me. First thing I want to do is, okay, all right, now. What I'm going to do today, though, is I'm going to answer the question, what do you do? How do you do right when you're done wrong? And I put it like this, you got to act, okay? And it's just an acronym, it goes something like this, all right? But I figured if I put act up there, maybe it would, when I'm done wrong, and when I feel like I'm being attacked, then, then what I can do is I can remember act, okay? I can remember the first thing I do is I need to avoid retaliation, 
It's not up to me to avenge. It's not up to me to get revenge. I'm not supposed to seek revenge. I'm different than that. I'm supposed to live different than that. So therefore, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to act. I'm going to avoid retaliation. And the second one even pushes me further, and that's this one. Consider others better than yourselves. Act. Avoid retaliation. Consider others better than yourself. And here's the one that really makes a difference. Take it to the higher authority. All right? There's one you need to be talking to about this. So that's what I want to talk about real quickly here. Just a few things to talk about this morning. If I'm going to do it, if I'm going to be able to handle this, all right, the first thing I need to do is to re- learn to avoid the retaliation. I want to do that. But my Lord is clear, right? He tells me very clearly. He says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. That's the way I'm supposed to handle things. He also says this, do not take revenge, my friends. Don't do it. Why is it? And I'm just going to be honest with you here, all right? Even brothers and sisters, something happens. Somebody gets the better of you. Somebody costs you some money, okay? Or someone has, I don't know how to to word it, and I've been thinking about how am I going to word that. I'm just going to say it like this. They one-up you. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? One up you. I don't. I don't know how else to put it. They're just. They just got a little better of you somehow. All right. Now the first thing that happens when someone gets the one up on you, all right, is you want to do what? Oh, that's what you want to do. It just. Just. I mean, it just hits you. And I've had people talk to me, and they'll say, "Well, they did this, and and blah blah blah." And and you know what I did? I don't. And they'll tell me some story about how they one up them. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to do that. We are not supposed to live like that, think like that, act like. We're not supposed to do that. But the first thing we want to do is we want to retaliate. They got one on me. I'm going to get one on them. That's right. That's the way we do it, right? That is the normal way. That is the human way. But our Lord has asked us to go beyond the normal way. Would you guys agree with that? As a matter of fact, as I was reading my New Testament, and, and there's certain things that I come across, and I say, wow, Jesus is asking me to be something besides normal. Yeah, he is asking me to be something besides normal. I also thought about this, Proverbs 20, verse 22. Love to read the Proverbs, so many things in that are so powerful. Here's one of them. Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Don't do that. Wait for the Lord. He'll deliver you. Don't say that. Don't do that. Proverbs 24, do not say, I'll do to him as he has done to me. I'll pay that man back for what he did to me. Oh, that's, that's the way we do it, right? Friends, we got to be careful. We are not supposed to seek revenge. We're not supposed to have those feelings toward others. Now, you may say, how are we going to do that? How is that going to be possible? Luke chapter 6, Jesus says this. Ask God to bless the people who asked for bad things to happen to you. Did you know Jesus said that? I think I need to write that down somewhere. So I know that these are not things that I'm making up. These are not things that our Lord has just said to us. He says, I want you to bless the people who ask for bad things to happen to you. Pray for the people who are mean to you. How'd you do with that last week? How do we do with that any time in our lives? Because that's not the normal way to do it. And yet our Lord has never asked us to be normal. He says this, and it's this the logic part of it. Jesus says, if you do good only to those who do good to you, 
Should you get some kind of special praise for that? Everybody does that. If you're good to people who are good to you, woo-hoo-hoo. You've done nothing special. There's nothing different. You're supposed to be my special people. You're supposed to be my different people. You pray for the people who want to be mean to you. You're kind to the people who are not kind to anybody, especially you. When someone takes advantage of you, you don't try to take advantage of them. You avoid that. You don't live like that. Uh, now, if you're like me this morning, I just I got to thinking, you know, really, I don't. I guess maybe we're not challenging each, enough, uh, each other enough in these sermons. Oh, for those of you listening on the podcast, I just roll my eyes real big, okay? Because when our Lord has asked us to do things, He is challenging us beyond what I think sometimes I can do. Wait a minute, Lord, and I know He would never ask me to do something that I couldn't do. Would you guys agree with that? The Lord's not going to ask us to do something that's not possible. And here He says, when, you've been, when, someone's, when someone's one-upped you, you don't try to one-up them. You're kind to them. You're polite. You act differently. If you were just like anybody else, well, yeah, you'd act like that, or you'd live like that, or yeah, you'd go and tell the story how you want up them, but you're not like that. You don't do those things. You avoid the retaliation. How are we going to do that? Well, here's one of the ways that helps you, and that is to consider others better than yourselves. Now, of course, what I'm saying here, and I'm not kind of, I'm just repeating what Jesus is, or God has asked, already asked us to do. If it is possible, at least as far as it depends on you, you live at peace with everyone. Now, did Paul just ask us to always live at peace with everyone? Read it carefully. Is that what he said? You'll always be at peace with everyone. Is that what he said? He said, as far as it depends on whom? You. You control what you can control. You do what you can do. You can't control other people. They may not live at peace with you, and there may be nothing you can do about it. But you can live at peace. You can be peaceful. You can be a, as our Lord would ask us, to be a peacemaker. You can do that. That part you can do. As far as it depends on you, you live at peace with everyone. And you may be saying right now, boy, I have a lot of these struggles going on. If it's your fault, then you need to change some stuff, all right? If it's the world's fault because we live in a world of chaos and peace is something that's so hard to find, yeah, that's the way it is. As far as it depends on you, you live at peace with everyone. Also thought about this, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. As we are imitating Christ, if you look at Philippians chapter 2, this is one of the things that we do. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. I want you to go to a worldly psychiatrist and find one that will tell you to do this. None of them are going to say, listen, you need to consider what other people think. You need to consider how other people feel. You know what they're going to tell you? You need to do what you need to do to make you happy. That's what they're going to tell you. Oh, no, no. You're a Christian. You're a child of God. You're supposed to be special, different. You consider other people better than yourself. You think about them before you think about you. Oh, Lord, you're challenging me. I mean, you're pushing me to my limit here. And yet, that is what our Lord has asked us to do. Well, what about this? I mean, they've really been bad. They really said this. They really did this, and they've hurt me, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Okay? What about then? Can I seek revenge then? Do I have to consider them above myself then? Well, let's think about 
someone that you know, read about, studied about for years now. He was kind to everyone. Never hurt a person. Never said anything that would put somebody down. Never hurt somebody's feelings, at least not on purpose. All his life he lived for other people every day, all the time. He never messed it up like I always do. Always lived for other people. And they were mean. And they were brutal. And they crucified him. And as he hung there on the cross, he looked at the ones that were doing it and said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Don't hold this against them. I don't want to see no retaliation here. It's not, I, I'm going to consider them above myself. So you may be thinking, oh, they're really God. I just don't know if I can. I mean, you don't know my situation. Okay, maybe I don't know your situation, but I do know the one who has asked us to do this was in a much more worse situation than you are right now. And he can look at others and he say, Father, forgive him. Yeah, but he was God. Yeah, but he was man also. And when he was here, he could have done it all. He could have done anything. You talk, about, you talk about seeking revenge. Our Lord could have done it, right? Like the song we sing, he could have called 10,000 angels. Of course, it wouldn't have took but one. But he could have called anybody he wanted to. But he didn't do that. It wasn't about retaliation. He was here to serve other people. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. One of those verses that has changed the way I've looked at so many issues in my life. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. Maybe we need to write it down and think about it more often. This is what Paul says. Now, specifically, if you're looking at the context right now, what you're going to notice is there were Christians, brothers and sisters, who were taking each other to court. They were suing one another. Okay, And with that being the case, Paul is addressing that particularly, saying, wait a minute, you guys shouldn't do that. Matter of fact, you're completely defeated already. What's going on? You shouldn't be doing that. But then he says this. To brothers and sisters, about brothers and sisters. I think it applies to me in whatever situation I might find myself in my life. He says this, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Why would you hurt another person? Why would you one-up them in order to hurt their feelings? Why would you do that? Why not would you rather be wronged or cheated? Why, I mean, are you so prideful that you've got to say, no, I'm not going to ever let anybody get the best of me. You're not supposed to live like that. That's not supposed to be our attitude. Why wouldn't you rather be cheated or wronged? Now, I say these things, and I re just matter of fact, uh, Dad and I were talking about this just the other day. This is the kind of wording, and this is the kind of lesson that, you know, if you're not a Christian and you heard this, you would say, that is the strangest thing I've ever heard. Why would people want to live that way? Why, they're going to have people stepping on them. They're going to have people slapping them on one cheek. And what are we going to do? Mm. Mm. I better rephrase that. Someone slaps us on one cheek. We, we are supposed to do what? Okay, all right. Because I said, what are we going to do? And not very many people said anything. <laughs> I know. I'm there with you, right? But that's what we're supposed to do. And when people hear that, they say, well, that makes no sense. I, yeah, you're not like everybody else. You've given your life to Christ. You've been crucified. You no longer live for yourself. You live for your Lord. So therefore, you look at things different. You act different. You talk different. The way you handle things when it goes bad, 
when someone gets the best of you, when someone costs you money, when someone costs you time, when someone hurts you, hurt your kids, <laughs> right? Hurt your wife. We're ready to throw a fifth in, right? Be careful. Consider others better than yourself. So, avoid retaliation. Consider others better than yourself. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. This is the one we read a few minutes ago. It says this. Your new life should be like this. And by the way, in Colossians chapter 3, if you don't have anything else to do today, just uh, mark your Bibles there in Colossians chapter 3. And when you get home, just read all of the things that he mentions here about this new life in Christ. Right? But this is some of the stuff he says. Be kind, humble, gentle, patient. Don't be angry with each other but forgive each other. If you feel someone has wronged you, forgive them. Why? Because forgive others because the Lord forgave you. You know, it makes it a little easier to do this sort of thing when I remember what Jesus has done for me. It makes it a little easier to humble myself and say, you know, I'm not going to retaliate when somebody gets the one up on me because, wow, look at what Jesus has done for me. And Lord, if you put me in this situation and I can make a difference to somebody else, then I'm going to do that. Just the other day, had a situation, cost me money. Right? Somebody didn't do something they were supposed to do, cost me money. Now, my wife and I were talking about it, and we decided, you know, it's in town, business here in town, la-da-da, etc., etc. And it was in our human makeup and we wanted to march into the store and let them have it wait a minute this is and I thought just as soon as I did that they'd visit our congregation next week <laughs> what goes through our mind right wait a minute can't act like that don't live like that what it cost you 30 bucks who cares What's 30 bucks? Let it go. Why not rather be wrong? What does it matter? Let it go. You might make a difference later. But I've noticed if you hurt and you harm and you attack and you act like someone besides Christ, that sometimes you'll cause damage that can't be fixed. And you may cause damage where you're going to hurt another person. Avoid retaliation, all right? Consider others better than yourself. And one last thought, and maybe this is the most important thought. The first thing you do when someone has one-upped you, okay, instead of letting your blood pressure go, you know, it's like those, uh, uh, you hit the thing at the fair, and, you know, don't let it ding, okay? Before that happens, you decide, wait a minute, I belong to him. I think I'll let him handle this as a matter of fact in Romans chapter 12 we're going to look at it again and said but this is what I, I just one of those things and and this is the the section of verses that we read a few minutes ago but it's it's actually in the the uh, um, you know I'm not really sure which version this is it's either the uh, new century version or the contemporary English version, and I don't mean to challenge you, but you guys can look it up and find out exactly this one. But the other one I read was in the NIV, but I thought it was, it was written a little different. I wanted you guys to read this. My friends, don't try to punish anyone who does wrong to you. Kind of makes it a little clearer to me. Don't try to punish people who do wrong to you. Wait for God to punish them with His anger. 
In the scriptures, the Lord says, I am the one who punishes. I will, uh, I will pay people back. But if you do this, all right, if you have enemies who are hungry, give them something to eat. If you have enemies who are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will make them feel ashamed. Now, if you notice a minute ago, the NIV says, you will heap burning coals on their head. Now, when I read that, what I'm thinking is, that's what he needs is some coals on his head, right? That's just kind of the way we think, burn him up, Lord, burn him up, you know. Here's the deal with that. That wording that is written there, you will heap burning coals on his head. That is an accurate translation, okay? He will heap burning coals on his head. And you guys can look this up. This is not, oh, Rick, you're so smart. Okay, you can look it up for yourself, okay? That is a phrase. It's a saying. It's kind of like we'd say, uh, uh, you're talking to your wife and you tell her that you want a new four-wheeler, okay? And, and, and she responds and you tell your buddy, well, that went over like a lead balloon. Okay. You got, that went over like a lead, you know, in other words, it really wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the lead balloons or anything else, right? But you, that didn't go over. I mean, you, you know that, right? This is a phrase. It's a saying. You will heap burning coals on his head. Referring to, uh, uh, you guys know that when people were upset, when the people did things, they would put, especially when they were very repentant, they would put ashes on themselves. You got, that, that was a common practice at one time. Uh, and so this idea of heat burning coals on their head is a phrase referring to the idea that they will be very ashamed, that it will be something that, matter of fact, it was, it's something that would just really tear them up. They'll be ashamed of what they've done. And so that's why this translation kind of puts it in the idea well, that you'll make them feel ashamed. Now, it really, this one really doesn't go as far as the actual phrase would be because you'll heap burning coals on their head means that they will be very, very, very ashamed. That they will burn up with their shame. It's the idea of they're just, I mean, is they really feel terrible about what they have done. That's the idea. That's what's supposed to happen. You act kind toward people so that they see Christ in you and they think there's something different about this person I'm ashamed I've ever been mean to them. That's what's supposed to happen. That's the way we're supposed to react. Take it to a higher authority because he's the one that can handle it. He's the one that should handle it because he knows the right way to do it. I don't. Therefore, I'm just supposed to put his characteristics into my life and be humble and be gentle, be kind and compassionate to other people and let him take care of it. Let him be the one to handle, to show me how to handle those things. I got to close up, but I want to share with you one last verse. This is in James chapter three, verse seven, or chapter uh, chapter three, verse seventeen through chapter four, verse two. It says this: the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, and it's peace loving, considerate, submissive full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from, from your inner desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't give it. get it. You kill and you covet, but you can't have what you want. You quarrel and you fight. You know what the deal is? You don't have. Why? Because you don't ask. All this peace and all this, this consideration and, and this mercy you're supposed to have, you know why you don't have it? You don't have it because you haven't taken it to the higher authority. 
You haven't, haven't asked the one who can give it. You wonder why you don't have peace in your life? You wonder why you feel this anger toward other people and you're ready to blow up on them? You wonder, well, why? I think it's because, as James says, I'm not, I'm not asking the one who can do that. I need to be talking to one who can actually give me that. I'm asking what our Lord is asking us to do is go beyond the natural self to handle ourselves in godly ways in ungodly situations. And if that's the case, shouldn't it be that we don't rely on our own power, our own strength, our own pride, we'll stand up, we'll do it for, we'll never accomplish that goal. The only way we do it is to ask the one who does have the power and the strength that can give us that character, even in rough times. How to do right when you've done wrong? If you try it on your own, you will not succeed. You will not succeed. But if you lean on the Lord and you go His way, then you can act Christ-like even in an unchristly situation. Now, I say those things, and maybe this morning you've been challenged. Maybe there's some stuff that's happened to you, or maybe you're going through it now, or maybe it's something that's happened to your past. And what you found is you're holding this in your heart. All right, you're keeping this, and it's boiling. And you would love, matter of fact, not only have you sought for that one-up, but you're still seeking it. Every day you're wondering how you can get the best of them. And you're... Let's remember, our Lord, when the very worst happened to him, considered the people around him and said, forgive them, forgive them, don't hold us against them, let's start from this point on, and let's try to live like our Lord wants us to live. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This morning, if you're not God's child, if you're ready to give your life to Him, or if you're His child and yet you're finding that you're not living these ways, you've been doing a lot of stuff that you know or your Lord has asked you not to do. You've been having attitudes. You've been retaliating. You've been, oh, thinking about only you. This morning, let's decide. God's number one. Now, if you want to come before the group and say, listen, I'm, I've got some stuff going on, and I have not, uh, I, I don't know, it's not supposed to be in my life, and I need help. Would you pray for me? Guys, we will pray together. Never looking down on each other, amen, nod your head, something. We never look down on someone because you're struggling. We're all struggling. I'm just saying if there's something going on that you want your brothers and sisters to know about, be praying about, we'll do it together, all right? We'll, we, we laugh together, we cry together. We'll go through whatever it is with you, okay? But this morning, if you know that there's just some attitudes you've had that you know you shouldn't have, and you know Christ doesn't want you to have, then would you pray to him, ask him to forgive you so that you can be his child all the time, all the time, even when you're done wrong. If you need a response,